0: What is up, Bitcoiners? I just had an amazing conversation with Zuby, uh, the musician, content creator, author, podcaster, free thinker, sovereign individual, uh, really just outright good guy. I think we spent a lot of time talking about you know, how people are controlled, how uh, the coronavirus and the, the pandemic have really showed Zubi a lot about human nature. And to some degrees, he's both pessimistic and optimistic about human nature. He definitely sees a way forward. Um, this is a really good conversation, just kind of diving into uh, and teasing out the last 18 months. Zubi has been thinking about this a lot. Um, and then we transition over to Bitcoin and decentralization and how this can help, right? This can move the needle uh, away from just the totalitarianism that we've seen in 2020 and so far this year in 2021, uh, and how Bitcoin and decentralization can move the needle for freedom. Uh, Zubi is very excited about what's happening in Bitcoin, but at the same time, he, he also has some pause, right? He thinks that there's more to it. He thinks that people need to get back to first principles thinking. I think you Bitcoiners are going to really like this podcast. I think you guys are going to really like Zuby. He's a great guy. If you haven't heard of him before, check him out at Zuby Music. Uh, But until then, enjoy this podcast with Zuby. Bitcoiners, I am sitting across the screen from Zuby, a legend on Twitter, musician, content creator, author, podcaster, so much more. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So I'm really excited to have you on here. Uh, I really want to talk about freedom and what's happening in the world today. Um, you've had the uh, the position of kind of being in the UK and seeing things happen from one of the more strict and kind of gnarly countries in the West um, mm. around um, the COVID lockdown. Can you just talk about like, you know, your vantage point as, you know, a citizen just living in the UK and and, and looking around at your, uh, your fellow, uh, you know, your fellow citizens in the government? Yeah,
1: sure. Well, first of all, things right now are very different to how they were even just a few months ago. Um, so for all intents and purposes, at least on a surface level, most things are back to a semblance of normal at the moment so if you go out shopping or you're in shops and stuff like that then people are still wearing masks you still see some people out and about wearing masks on the street there's even a handful of people still wearing them in the gym etc but if you were to go back just a few months ago from us recording this then there was pretty much a third or fourth full-on lockdown so you know there weren't a lot of people out and about just way more fear, everything closed, couldn't go to shops, couldn't go to the gym, couldn't do this, couldn't do that, you know, holiday, basically, completely impossible to leave the country, basically. So right now, things are looking brighter than they were a few months ago. And throughout a lot of 2020, it's been a weird situation. So I don't want to be on sort of too much of a, of a downer now that so, so for me personally, like a lot of the damage has already been done as far as I'm concerned. Um, but with the way that things are right now, it's, it's, it's a big step up from where it was, but we're still not back to normal. And until we're totally back to normal, then I, I'm not gonna kinda, you know, I don't think we should have ever changed that drastically from normal to begin with. All right. I've been, I didn't support the lockdowns from the very beginning. I was opposed to mask mandates from the very beginning, I've been against all of this stuff from the very beginning. I wasn't someone who was like, oh, you know, let's do it for this long. I was like, no, I see exactly what's going to happen. I see exactly where this is going to go. And it all happened. It's all transpired. Um, I was kind of hoping and praying I'd be wrong. And maybe, you know, the government was a bit more benevolent and people weren't as uh, naive as I thought they were. But um, I was proven wrong or I was was proven right. But uh, (laughs) I didn't want to be proven right. But here we are.
0: Yeah, well, I guess that's a, a good transition. You had this epic thread, uh, 20 things I've learned or had confirmed about humanity during the pandemic you dropped this morning. And I mean, just your ability to construct content on Twitter is is absolutely incredible. So that's going viral <laughs> and, and doing fantastic. But I feel like there's just a level of kind of like honesty and truth to a lot of your content, which is why it strikes a chord with people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that's all it is, man. I'm just, on, I'm just honest. I'm authentic. And that's a pretty radical thing to be in this day and age, which is sad to me, especially given that we're supposed to live in the free world, we're supposed to be living in free countries, et cetera we're supposed to have freedom of speech, people are supposed to be honest, you know honesty is a virtue, that's how I was raised, we're supposed to be honest, we're supposed to be truthful, and at least try to tell the truth right i mean there there's some you can you can express something and and be wrong um but that's different from lying right that's different from actually telling a lie or going a- along with a lie and I think that a lot of what we're dealing with right now in the west not just with the corona thing but even prior to it and with a lot of other issues is people not being willing to tell the truth you know there's a lot of fear some of it is somewhat understandable some of it is um, less so but with all of it I, I just I'm just true and i'm just honest and i'm authentic and i'm myself and that's that's what i do i just try to articulate myself in a way that makes sense it's no different to what i do as a rapper right i try to say stuff that you know i believe is i believe is honest and what i'm seeing and what i'm experiencing and if i just have an interesting thought like that 20 tweet thread you just mentioned i was just thinking about it this morning you know i mean i've been thinking about this stuff all along but i was like oh you know what like let me just condense this into a whole bunch of thoughts and connect them together in this thread i just put that out there you know what four hours ago i think it's now i think a million people have seen it already which is amazing um but yeah that's what i do and a lot of people know me for that now and whilst it's great sort of being able to sort of have that niche to some degree um i also just want to encourage more people to do the same thing because it blows my mind how many millions of people literally in the uk and the usa and canada australia supposedly free countries are afraid to just say what is truthful like what they know to be truthful or if they don't know it to be truthful and it's just merely an opinion people just still being terrified to voice basic opinions i'm not talking about something supremely radical or extreme just uh you know pretty pretty basic stuff that people think but won't say
0: yeah well i mean this wasn't, uh, struck on directly, but, um, there's just a level of short-term thinking and first order effect thinking that I feel like a lot of people have resorted to. And that was one of my big lessons. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really identify as in any political grounds and I, other than maybe, uh, align with you where it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, do your own thing and don't, don't bother others. But, um, in terms of like, in terms of like, you know, pointing at, let's just say, you know, a group of people, you know, there's a level of kind of first order effect thinking that's just contagious around the left. That's only first order effect thinking, right? Like that, every aspect of their policy is kind of around that. And it seems like that's just dominating the world today. Um, You know, you, you, again, you kind of touched about the truthfulness aspect um, that is lacking in the world today, you know, in these 20 things you learned, but do you want to just kind of dive into some of the, specifics that uh about humanity that was particularly upsetting or saddening um from your experience
1: over the last year and a half in particular
0: yeah sure i mean i think the this is about the pandemic right
1: yeah sure um yeah well it exposed a lot about human nature i mean if you go back and if we read history right whenever you're reading history certain aspects of it whether you're looking at various uh rises of communism in russia china uh vietnam if you're looking at nazi germany if you're looking at things like slavery and like there's so much stuff in history where you just go how did that happen right like how did how did that happen right german people are not like i've been to germany many times right germans are chill right um so how did your grandparents do this stuff? Or if they didn't do it, how did they go along with it? Why didn't they say anything? Why didn't they speak out? How were, how were all of these tyrannical governments able to go on with things? How were people able to go on with slavery for thousands and thousands of years and not go, you know what, guys? Like Maybe this is wrong. <laughs> like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. right? Like How were people so complicit in all of this stuff? I used to always ask these questions. And the darkest realization for me this year, or the past year and a half, has just been I 100% understand it now, right? And that is not to directly compare the events of the last year and a half to any of those incidents, but the psychological mechanisms, the desire for people to fit in, the fear of standing out or being ostracized, the fear of going against the grain, the fear of being punishment, being punished by some authority for uh, saying what you believe to be correct or not going along with a lie um the authoritarian instinct the blind trust people have in governments all of that right all of these things combined has just let me totally understand like okay that's how that's how this stuff happens right it doesn't start with the you know and and anyone who does um i think people who know sales and marketing have been somewhat less influenced by all of this propaganda because you can see it for what it is i'm like this is this is sales this is marketing these are upsells this is right. It was, it was, you know, do this. It was like, okay, just do this. Just vaccine two weeks upsell. To, yeah. Just, just two weeks to slow the spread. Right. How did this all start? Two weeks to, you know, just two weeks to slow the spread and flatten the curve. Remember that? Right. That's how it started. Right. It wasn't like, yep. Hey guys, we want to lock down for a year and a half. It was okay. It's just this. And then it was, it's just a mask. It's just this. It's just that. It's just that. Right. And the next thing, you know, there's people trying to freaking push mandatory experimental vaccinations upon people and trying to bar people from work or bar people from traveling if they haven't taken, you know, their baptism shot, regardless of whether they've recovered or whether they're immune or if they're, you know, they're you, people are putting this on children now, right? Like, so we're just living in this mess. Animals delusion. in the zoo animals in the zoo. I'm not familiar with that one.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a story that was circulating this morning about them vaccinating lions and they're good, moving good. on to the primates next.
1: <laughs> is, right. So we're just living in this, this mass delusion and mass hysteria where it seems like everything which we knew prior to 2020 just got jettisoned very, very quickly. Right. So All of a sudden, I've got people, I mean, again, this is mostly online. In the real world, people tend to be a bit more sane. But, you know, there's people out there calling, you know, me like I'm some kind of radical because I don't think the government should force people to stay at home or force businesses to close or force you to cover your face when you're in public or force you to take, uh, you know, any medication, et cetera, right? Like everybody agreed with me in 2019 everybody agreed with me from 2019 before this, right? That wasn't anti-mask or anti list or like, that was just being a normal human being. If you went back to any person, liberal, uh, conservative, whatever, in 2019, and you suggested to them some of the stuff that people are suggesting now, they would have been like, no way, you're insane, right? Imagine if Trump came out and was trying to like, you know, Tell people you know, trying to force force some of this stuff that people would be like, "Oh my gosh, I told you he was a fascist Zuby, right? I told you we're he going was to lock down
0: thing. the European border,
1: yeah <laughs> exactly. you saw the criticism he had when, when he even did that um so people have just uh people have lost their minds, not everybody, but a lot of people have lost their minds. Some people are not going to come back. Um, some people are finally the dominoes are tilting, and they're realizing okay, I've followed all of the orders. I've been very agreeable with all this. I took my shot. I wore my mask. I did this. I did that. I jumped through all the hoops. And we still have these restrictions, right? Despite the fact that we're down to single digit deaths per day and have been for several months in the entire country of 66 million people here in the UK, right? There's places in Canada now that are shutting down. And in Australia, they're shutting down again where they have zero cases. (laughs) <laughs> they're locking down with zero cases, right? Like that's happening right now. So at some point, point. <laughs> yeah, so at some point, it's like even the people who are the true believers are still got, are even getting to a point where at least privately, they're like, uh, okay, this is weird. There's something going on here, which is, you know, I've been trying to tell you. But um, yeah, I'd say that that sort of realization of how those events ultimately happened in history and how and why people were complicit in them. I can totally understand the psychology behind that now. I always understood it to some degree, but I never witnessed it. I mean, what we've seen in the past 18 months is totally unprecedented in our lifetimes. Like there's, we haven't seen anything like this before. And I'm not talking about like, you know, the disease itself, right? Like I'm talking about the response to it and the the authoritarian response and the mass hysteria um, you know, all of it would have actually made far more sense if we were actually talking about a super mega lethal virus, right? Like it would be at least more justifiable, right? It doesn't mean that it would be right, but you'd at least be able to be like, so, okay, well, fair enough. Here's
0: my pushback on that. Okay. Is that if that was the case, then I think it would also be a lot more voluntary. I agree with you. I agree with right? you hundred like, percent. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have to market it. I mean, businesses, you know, sent people home and people were buying masks far before government mandates. And in fact, in the U.S., the Surgeon General said, don't wear masks because guess yes. what? The government got caught flat footed without masks and we're trying to hoard it, um, <laughs> you know, at mm-hmm. it, during mm-hmm. those moments of uncertainty at the beginning. So like it's all kind of just reactions and playing these kind of games. So, yeah, yeah I think if it was really warranted, like the enforcement would be necessary. The market would I'm- people don't want to die.
1: I, I agree <laughs> you know, with you, man. People Human, don't want to die. I agree with you 100%, man. Human, people are naturally self-preserving, right? You know, if there were if there were an airborne disease just floating around outside and I know, oh my gosh, if I go outside, there's actually like a, you know, a, a 1% chance even that I'm going to die just from like, God. like you don't need to tell me to stay home. <laughs> you don't need to force me. You don't need to like, right? Like, I know if there's a mask that actually works and will protect you, like I'll be the one freaking wearing a mask, right? Like, but... In light of all we know and all we've known for literally more than a year now, it's like, okay, if you are under the age of 70 and you're generally healthy with very rare exceptions, even if you do get the disease, you're going to be okay. Like, you're going to be fine. You know, I actually got it in January and it's like, okay, cool. Like, I felt crummy. I felt bad for four days. I felt meh for three days and then I was totally fine. Cool, right? Like, and and I also assumed from the beginning with me, maybe this is another thing. Is I I knew I was going to get it, right? I was like, okay, like this is going to just run through the population, and I'm out and about all the time. I'm always meet. I'm meeting people. I'm traveling. I'm going to get this at some point, right? It's, it's a given. Just like I get colds, and <laughs> I'm this is going to come. If I don't get it in 2020, I'm going to get it in the next year, or I'm going to get it the next year. And um, I assumed that literally from the very beginning. So I didn't have this like super mega i'm not a neurotic person anyway but i never had that oh my gosh like i must avoid this at all costs it was just like okay i'll just take basic precautions like i normally would because you know like you said we're not out here trying to get sick (laughs) like nobody is doing that you know i'll take whatever normal precautions necessarily i'm not going to go overboard or whatever and that was it and in terms of the government forcing things I was always, you know, I've never been, I've never tried to force people not to wear masks or force people to go outside. Or for, I'm not trying to force people to do anything. I'm just saying, guys, like, remember what how we used to live life in January 2020. That's it. Like, that's that's all I'm all I'm saying. Like, do that if you're still scared after all of this. Even if you're vaccinated, you know, most of the people wearing masks now. I'm pretty sure are even that vaccinated, right? And it's like, you know, if you want to keep doing that, you can. I might think it's silly, um, but you can keep doing it and just leave everybody else alone simple
0: yeah well i mean i feel like it's just a little harder than that because uh the the fear is that your actions are going to affect everyone else so therefore yeah. they have to take care of you um, i don't want to <laughs> get too stuck talking about like <laughs> yeah sure you know how to remedy the virus but you know I think that fear, to some degree, is like the virus, right? And I think a lot mm-hmm. of Bitcoiners, you know, push the narrative that fix the money, fix the world. That there's something actually wrong with, like, you know, the structure that's giving, uh, you know, centralized power uh, the ability to exist, right? And mm-hmm. I would say, like, look at the difference between the U.S. versus Canada and the U.K. and Australia, and it's decentralization versus centralization, the mm-hmm. ability to control people and not people not having the ability to choose which jurisdiction or which rules are in to some degree. Um, mm-hmm. So not to say the U.S. is perfect, but I've definitely seen that you know it it's better in terms mm-hmm. of choice. So I guess I'll hand it back to you. Like, what do you think about these kind of ideas?
1: No, you're you're absolutely correct. I mean, the thing is, any any situation like this, it gives us an opportunity to observe and stress test different ideas, right? so even within the usa you have there's 50 states so there were 50 different responses within the same country at least 50 different responses um across millions of people in response to the same threat okay so you saw places like florida pretty much all the way through be like okay you know here are some guidelines carry on with your life all right? And then you saw places like I believe, you know, California, New
0: York. I'm in California. Much, you're in California, in right? In San Francisco, you know. yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Right. Much more as you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but much more draconian, authoritarian response on a on a global level. You know, in Europe we saw we've got UK, but then you can also look at Sweden. You can look at Belarus, you know, you can on a wider level, you can Look at countries in Africa and different countries in Asia, et cetera, right? We've got, like, the whole world was responding to the same threat. So we saw everything from the super authoritarian approach to the full, you know, libertarian, actual, you know, what should be liberal approach of allowing people autonomy and letting them make their own decisions, you know, maybe offering them some general guidelines and then just saying, okay, like, get on with things, right? And We've seen the result of that. And the result is that there's no correlation between, uh, you know, lockdowns and mask mandates in terms of death and hospitalization rates versus not having them. So for all the people who are like these hardcore lockdown proponents, etc., you can even just look simply at the USA, look at all 50 states, and you see, okay, there's no correlation here. Right, there's there's no correlation. So even if lockdowns or mass mandates were proven to, I don't know, make a 10 percent difference or even a 50 percent difference or whatever, I still wouldn't support them just because it's fundamentally um, opposed to the way I think things things should be run. Right, like that's the government overstepping what it should be doing and getting out of pocket. So as someone who's more, you know, I think anyone who's more libertarian leaning, this is the thing with political philosophies, right? Is people have Everyone has threat detectors, but the weightings of them are very different. So people who are more libertarian leaning, your threat detector is for like government overreach, right? You're like, you're not there thinking of like, oh, you know, yes, of course, there's the concern about like the virus itself and the impact of other things. But the first thing you really see is, yo, the government is getting out of pocket here. Like, what do you mean you can't hug your friends and your family? What do you mean you can't go outside? What do you mean this? Like, like that's your threat detector whereas it seems i mean it's been brought to light right people who are you know more left or more progressive in general speaking generally um you know their threat is you know people they were way more scared of the virus itself and scared of other people as well right and then people who are yeah people more rightly more conservative for whatever reason it's like okay like so so everyone's responding to a threat but what we what we even perceive as the threats are very different right like So I think with everyone, it was, especially when you learned early on, it's like, okay, this is something that really, you know, over 90% of people dying are elderly people with pre-existing conditions. So we know, okay, if there's going to be a response, it shouldn't just be this blanket, one size fits all thing, you know, treating five-year-olds the same way as you're treating 85-year-olds, which is what we've done and are still doing, which is absolutely insane. Right. From day, from early on, like about a month or two into this thing, I was like, okay, well, this this data is out from all these different countries so it's clear that we need to protect the people who need specific protection from the virus itself and if there's going to be any vaccination or whatever like these people need to be prioritized but everybody else get on get get on with your life like get on with life i mean that should have been the message from early and that would have stopped this whole economic collapse and all this unemployment and all this mental all these mental health problems that are spread like all oh, there's the, the fallout from the lockdowns has been insane man
0: all right. Let's take a quick break from that episode. I want to tell you guys about our sponsor. It is Bitcoin 2022 conference. I am sure you saw the videos. You may have been there in person. Bitcoin 2021 was an absolute smashing success. It was the biggest conference in Bitcoin history, crypto history, whatever history of the digital asset sphere. Bitcoin is number one and the Bitcoin 2021 conference is number one with a bullet. It was an absolutely incredible time. I was working my ass off the whole time, but I got to meet so many incredible community members. And I think the best testament to how amazing Bitcoin 2021 was, was not just all of the amazing you know, accolades and, uh, and compliments that I got personally and our team got, but also it's the skin in the game in Bitcoin 2022. We have already sold close to 1,500 tickets. That is more than 10%. Of the people, everyone who went to Bitcoin 2021 have already purchased tickets to Bitcoin 2022. We have not released a date. We have not released a city. We have not released anything. That is the biggest compliment. That is the biggest skin in the game of the community being down for this conference. Bitcoin 2022 is going to be bigger than Bitcoin 2021, it is going to be better than Bitcoin 21 in every single way. And we are going to be bringing you the best opportunity to mingle with the biggest, the baddest, the most Bitcoin people on the planet. So join the revolution. Go to b.tc forward slash conference. Get your tickets today. I don't know what the ticket prices are. They are going up. I think they're $249 right now. We just rolled out Fiat ticket uh, purchases. All the tickets purchased before today were all purchased in BTC. So get it, guys. Get it. Get this ticket. Be at Bitcoin 2022. See you there. Bitcoiners, I want to tell you guys about the Deep Dive. The Deep Dive is a new premium newsletter from the Bitcoin Magazine team in conjunction with my man, BTCization, Dylan McClaire. Dylan is such a multifaceted and wide-ranging analyst. He does everything from on-chain analytics to macro uh, analysis to, uh, uh, you know, hash rate and all that kind of good stuff. He does it all. He breaks down everything that's happening every single day with his daily dive. He's going to dive into what is happening in the market that day. So that way, you don't have to pay attention to Twitter. You don't have to pay attention to anything else. You can just pay attention to the deep dive. And he has you covered. And at the end of the week, guess what? You get a weekly recap. And at the end of the month, hey, we have a freaking report, a beautiful PDF breaking down all the activity of that entire month, what it means for Bitcoin, what you can expect moving forward. The Bitcoin market is going to moon. We are here to make sure that we maximize your stack. Go to members.bitcoinmagazine.com to sign up today. And if you use promo code BITS, you can get one month for free. So again, the deep dive, I've been checking it out every day, and you should too. Back to the show. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, again... I don't want to necessarily comment on like the the right the right response. I definitely think we agree on like what has been the wrong response. I definitely think that the no one talks about the the fallout the second third order effects of the lockdown on people like again because I mean (laughs) right but like I feel like a lot of the proponents you know they're they're still just picking and choosing their their virus metric and they're they're ignoring everything else right. It's like almost Mm -hmm. like how Economists measure GDP, right? It's like we're measuring GDP, make GDP go up, ignore everything else. Um, yeah. it's uh, you know, I feel like again, like this, it really puts things into light. Um, you know, for a lot of people, you know, 2020 was kind of like this big turning point, right? You mentioned like a lot of people kind of are going to go crazy and never come back, but for a lot of people, they're waking up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again. You know, for folks like a guy like Michael Saylor, to them, like Bitcoin makes more sense. I think historically, since 2020, I think historically, you know, you've been bullish on Bitcoin crypto, but you know, have had a decent amount of skepticism as well, especially around adoption and potential for adoption and things like that. I'm kind of just curious, like, has 2020 impacted your view of Bitcoin and and like the cryptocurrency space? Like, is it more needed? based on kind of you've seen like these governments like failing left and right, I guess, hand it yeah. back to you.
1: Yeah, I think as time goes on in general, even in the absence of uh, what we've had over this past year and a half, as time goes on, th- the thing is like governments are just always disappointing me, right? Like, <laughs> I'm already, I have I have very low expectations of governments and government officials, right? Like I already, I, I, I've been not trusting them since it was cool not to trust them. Um, for the most part, right? But the more and more you just see them flopping and lying and, you know, doing malicious things all across the world. And we're like, we can see this now. We have the internet, especially, right? Like, you can see, like, you're You can see what's going on in the UK. You can see what's going on in Canada. You can see what's happening in New Zealand, Australia. So you're not, you're not thousands of miles away, but you can see it. So the more of that you see, if you already are, Skeptical, and you already tend towards decentralization and aspects and uh, ideas like Bitcoin. Then, yeah, I think all of these things further and further solidify your position. Right? I, it blows my mind that there are people who have lived through this past year and a half, and they're like, "Do you guys know what we need? We need more socialism and more government control. Like the government's not con- it's not controlling our lives enough. That that's the problem." And I'm like, "Are you are you just stupid, or are you absolutely delusional? Like after the past year and a half." how is your idea we need more government control, right? Like how have you, someone concluded that, right? That just shows how bananas some people are. <laughs> uh, maybe if you're five years old, I can think, see how you think that. But as, if you're a grown adult, how is I just, I, that That sort of blows my mind? I don't know how people are that delusional because that's just stick to the ideology no matter what. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's clear to me that the control needs to be more in the hands of the people, that includes money, that includes you know decision making, just just all this basic stuff. I mean, the the thing again that's been mind blowing, and I you know I don't even want to spend forever talking about this thing, but th- this notion that you know people there's people on social media, there's people in the government, et cetera, that are pretending that they care more about you and your parents and your family than you do, right? No, they don't. They don't even know who you are. I don't know who you're like. Oh, this all oh, you know. Oh, what about like, like, dude, like this strange, some random stranger on Twitter yelling at me about like my own protect. I'm like, bro, like you stop pretending you care more <laughs> about my parents who are in their sixties and seventies than I do, or that you know better how to respond, or, or you know better than even they do, right? It's just like, no. Like, if you wanna, different people can have a different response to this thing. If someone willingly chooses rightfully wrongfully i don't care to take you know extreme precautions cuz they're super duper scared of this virus or any other viruses god bless you man you're welcome to you're welcome to my only problem has been this no it's not everyone else must do it right if you want to wear a mask wear a mask you want to stay home stay home you want to take a vaccine take a vaccine whatever if you then run around trying to force other people to do the same under the threat of punishment especially you're trying to coerce people trying to fire people from their jobs because they won't take any like all of that stuff i'm just like yo like stop like you have to draw the line and say no that's not right the government should not be compelling this people shouldn't be running around trying to force people to do all this stuff it's so unprecedented again if you just went back in 2019 and you know, i mean imagine going back in 2019 and just like asking a stranger oh, have you have you taken your flu jab like da, da, da. like which flu jab have you said people would be like, what the heck is wrong with you get out my face right like now but now now people think that's normal and that's acceptable to ask complete strangers about their medical history and stuff and i'm just like no man like that's not the way
0: forward um, I, I agree right but what i would say is like you know 2019 wasn't good. 2019 was actually insanity. And it's just that we've escalated <laughs> to a new level of insanity that it seems like that, you know, that s- insanity is uh, fine. I know. And I would say, like you know, you know a lot of things were already broken, setting us up for this, right? And again, you can kind of look all the way down the stack. And again, like bitcoiners would say, look at the money and look at the repo markets and all these things that are like kind of enabling the bankers and the elites and uh, the government officials to kind of like maintain this apparatus. But you know bringing it back to kind of like let's say second, third level, uh, beyond just kind of the first order of like trying to convince people to behave differently is like, how do we, you know, create a new incentive system? Like, how 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 do we enable people to have choice again, right? And I feel like, again, that's why I'm, I'm personally into Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, why Bitcoin magazine does what it does, is because, you know, we believe that you should be able to know what you're getting into and opting into it, and that um, money is so foundational, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, to some degree, it's like, you know, if they can't control you, (laughs) if they can't, if they don't have the funds to pay people to, you know, uh, you know, take you down, uh, Mm -hmm. then, then they can't do what they want to do. And I know again, that there's a long road to that. Um, but at the same time, you know, the, the, the need for it is, is, you know, just constantly growing as well.
1: Yeah, man. No, a hundred, percent. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's deep and humanity is flawed man this is just the thing right humanity is i love human beings like i have deep deep love for human beings um but we're just a flawed species and always have been right look at history look around the world you see all types of benevolence and kindness and love and altruism and you also see the most horrible awful things that humans can are capable of all right and i think. like I say, you know, with, with 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 something like Bitcoin, I mean, I've, I've been into Bitcoin since 20, 2017. I, I heard about it earlier, but twenty seventeen is when I really got involved. And I think the the financial system and the economic system is certainly a key part. And the again, if you like, you were saying, you know, go second, third, fourth order behind the scenes. Like that's kind of the mechanism through which a lot of this stuff works. For. Um, but i think that uh and i know people who are you know super bitcoin evangelists and, and maxis like like to use the phrase bitcoin fixes this for virtually everything and i think bitcoin does fix quite a few things but it doesn't fix it doesn't fix everything right it doesn't fix the fact that we are a fallen <laughs> we are a fallen species and that we have um you know human beings are just fundamentally flawed and are wired towards various sins, you know, greed, uh, selfishness, jealousy, envy, gluttony, malice, anger, like there's, that just exists, right? No matter what system you have, that always exists. The the funny thing with a lot of ideas when people talk about systems is that on paper, on paper, most systems sort of work, right? I think this is why you get, you know, a, a lot of academics with these Most of the worst ideas come from academia, right? And I think that's why you still have, you know, people who are otherwise intelligent who are still convinced that, you know, communism is a great idea because, you know, they just haven't done it quite right, you know? How many, no matter how many millions of bodies stack up, they're still just like, you know, people will keep being communists, right? And I think that's largely because you know when you when you remove the human element it sounds it can sound like it would work right if someone just exp- if you explain the concept of communism to like a six-year-old they'll be like oh so everyone has enough oh every no no so no one is like, yeah that sounds good right that sounds good that sounds fair um and with most that's the thing with with most systems like it sounds you know when you, <laughs> when you hear people you know defund defund the police or abolish the police right like it's, it's it's it sounds like a good idea on paper to certain types of people they're like oh actually well yeah maybe if we just you know invest in social workers instead then maybe we will it's like dude like you're forgetting the human element <laughs> you're not thinking about the actual human human element here so i think that's um and it's an it's an age old problem right and we've never totally worked it out i think we we've done the best that um any Uh, and any members of our species have done so far. The world is a much safer, less hostile, less full of every ism and phobia um, than it ever was before, especially if you live in the West. But still, we've got we've still got big problems, you know, (laughs) we've still got big problems. And even when certain things get solved, people then create more of them again because people are flawed or they'll literally go out of their way to create new problems and it seems to be something we're dealing with a lot now i think a lot of the problems and things people are talking about right now in society are very much manufactured right they're not genuine threats like our ancestors had to deal with these are threats that have been artificially created and
0: artificially hyped Before we get back to the episode, I want to tell you guys about Bitcoin Magazine. Bitcoin Magazine is the oldest publication covering Bitcoin, and we've been covering Bitcoin since 2012. Y'all, I'm so proud to be working for Bitcoin Magazine. We spend all day trying to scour the internet for the top news, the top plebs, the top subjects, conversations, everything that has to do with BTC, the asset, BTC, the culture, BTC, the revolution. We are here for it. We are here for BTC and BTC only. And we want to give back to the Bitcoin community. Hit us up if you want to contribute. And uh, yeah, go follow us on Twitter. Go uh, subscribe to this podcast. Go follow us on YouTube. All of the places that you can find Bitcoin Magazine, we are there. Instagram, Reddit, everywhere. We're there, we're there. Follow us for the best Bitcoin knowledge. Back to the episode. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I I tend to agree with a lot of what you uh, said. Um, I'm I'm kind of curious if you have uh, heard or read either of these books. This is the fourth turning. I have heard um, of it. I haven't read it. And then this one's the the sovereign individual. I'm going
1: to read that. Man, every Bitcoin podcast I do, they tell me I need to read it, so I'm going to. I'm reading oh, through. At- I'm I'm reading Atlas Shrugged right now. So that's taking up the space of like, <laughs> that's as long as like eight normal books. So. Once I yeah, I
0: haven't even um... I haven't even read that one yet. But it's uh, (laughs) it's it's mandatory reading. Yeah, it's hard (laughs) to get through all the Bitcoin books. But so I mean, the the whole point of both the fourth turning and the sovereign individual is kind of like this idea of like you're right. Like there's this human nature about people, and the human element matters, right? And then at the same time, like how does technology impact that? And like both of these books kind of have like a very interesting take on like um, how generations and technology and uh, in in the sovereign individuals book uh, case, violence kind of impacts like how humanity kind of organizes over time. Um, And really what, you know, what I just see is like, there's this world that's like coalescing around technology and that technology actually gives people back their freedom. And Bitcoin's a huge part of that. And uh, you know we're seeing things break down in like let's just call it the centralized world, um, in the fiat world. Um, mm-hmm. But we're also kind of seeing the glimpses of hope, hopefully on the internet. At the at the same time, the internet could also be this you know panopticon China style control mechanism. So it's mm-hmm. like this battle. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like we're 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 about to be on this this kind of like battle for the future. And you're right. Like there's this human element, but. Uh, I would say that Bitcoin has been in the wild, right? Bitcoin—it's mm-hmm. not like on paper. It's actually like this thing, and now we're seeing El Salvador. Um, you know, we're seeing all of this kind of stuff like playing out. Um, I'm just kind of interested, like forward-looking. Like, how do we actually win this battle, right? Like, you've been fighting the war of ideas for a long time. Mm-hmm. I would say libertarians have been—I <laughs> don't know—fighting or playing the the political game for a long time. But like, how do we? How do we? How do we win, right? How do we go from like? Hey, stop imposing on my rights to like, you know, like actually being defendable. I feel like that's where Bitcoin so, comes in, personally for me. But I'm yeah, curious what th- you I, think.
1: I think Bitcoin is a is a fundamental. I think Bitcoin is a is a part of it. You know, Bitcoin is a part of it because society has various concepts and important constructs in it, of which obviously money and finances are a major one. Um but it's again it's not it's not everything, right? If this money system is corrupt and deeply flawed and over time has become debased, then I think it's important to return that back towards I, I do you know what I think we need? I think we need to go back to I think we need to go back to first principles on a lot of things, right? I think people need to think, okay, you know, people in the u s a right what is the U S government supposed to do? Like what's what's its actual job? Like go back to the constitution, the bill of rights, like what is actually, (laughs) what's the purpose of government? Is it just meant to be this machine that just generates money and gives me everything that I want? Right. I just want something. And then the magic money just like, that's what some people think the government is now. Right. That's what some people in, even in the USA, which is like a country that was truly founded on freedom and liberty and capitalism, right? That's even what some people over there think, right? The, the government is just, uh, you know, a daddy who just gives me money. It's just give me at least a thousand dollars a month for sitting on my butt doing nothing. And it should, you know, give me a house, guarantee me a job. And I'm, I'm like, bro, that is since when, since when is that the job of the government, right? Like I'm not even an American and I'm like, that's not the job of the U S government. So I think we need to go back to first principles on everything. What is money? Like what, what is money? Where does it come from? Where does its value
0: come from? But, so on and so forth. Yeah. So pushing back, though, I don't think like you you talk about human nature. I don't think humans are going to go back to first principles. I think it's all incentives, you know, so like yeah, they have uh, to be forced I'll, to. Right. I'll say Bitcoin <laughs> is forcing people to look into like what is money. It's like the first real conversation about it in a long time. Um, but like no one's going to go back to the first principles about government. Like they don't like no one's going go to know the first principles of what capitalism is. You know, people hear like, oh, capitalism I, I don't, failed. I, don't, blah, blah, blah. I like, don't
1: know about that. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced that people won't. I just think that honestly, like a lot of people are ill educated, right? Like a lot of people are not like, they're not even learning this stuff to begin with. I mean, people used to learn this stuff, right? People used to learn in school okay, like what's the role of government? What happened in history? What's this? What's that? Like you'd learn those basics. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been in school. So I don't know exactly what they're teaching kids these days, you know, beyond critical um, race it's theory not and good. other nonsense. Yeah. So I think those things need to, and yeah, I mean, I think, de- again, decentralization is key to this. I think decentralization in education is important and is something that has already happened, but I think it's going to become, way more disrupted. I think I think that's a like a big shift actually that's going to happen in our lifetimes that has started but hasn't totally hasn't totally started, right? And I think it's perhaps it'll actually be accelerated. Maybe that's something positive that'll come out of the past year and a half, right? You know, a breaking away from the old models, you know, having more people working from home, working remotely and being able to spend more time with their families and have more freedom, not being forced to live in massive urban centers, which are very, very expensive and congested and polluted. Maybe people can move out and save money, you know, less traffic, all of that. Maybe that's, those are some good things that can come people realizing, okay, there's other ways that people can learn. Like, you know, guys like us who are internet savvy, we've known for a while that you can learn online and you, you know, a lot of people didn't know Zoom existed prior to 2020. right. So all of a sudden, even the po you know, the boomers are learning oh wow okay we can actually do things in a in a different way here so i think those are some uh, some positive shifts that are that are going to come out of the past year and a half and so i think that with that i mean it's all it's all decentralization and and i think even that it's being enabled by the technology right but to me that's sort of a res- um, that's also a, a response to sorry it's also a return to somewhat first principles in that sense to me because again People have now, over the past decades, when people think of education, they think of school and they think of university, right? That's not what education is. You don't have to go to university to be educated, right? Like education, it's learning, right? There's lots of ways that you can learn. Um, You know, you don't have to, going to work or working doesn't have to mean that you're sitting inside an office in a specific Building, right? It can mean something else. Like it can mean what what we're doing or some sort of variation of it. Um, money doesn't have to mean this printed piece of, uh, you know. I know it's not actually paper, but this this printed printed piece of paper, um, you know, it can mean, and it doesn't have to come from. I mean, again, because because if you go back, it's interesting because it's a step forward and a step back, right? Something like Bitcoin, because. If you look back at old ancient money, it wasn't a government issued fiat currency, right? It was, you know, some item people can use to trade, whether it's salt or shells or beads or, you know, some crop or whatever it is, right? Like that, that was what was considered money. People are in in the prison system. They use like cigarettes and stuff, right? Um, And so stamps. Yeah. So Bitcoin is like a new technology. So it's a step forward in that way. But also it's kind of a step back, again, going away from that pure massive state government model, central bank model, and going, oh, actually, money doesn't have to be like Bitcoin is money, right? You have people, like, oh, Bitcoin, it's not, it's not, it's not real money because they've been so brainwashed essentially over the past decades to think that money is only money if it comes from the Fed in the USA, right? Or if it's printed by, who's it, prints money here is the Bank of England, I think. Um, that people are so wired to think that's the only form of legit money. And it's like, oh, actually, that's not fundamentally what money is. It doesn't have to be that. So I think we're at the same time, we're sort of doing this interesting thing where we're moving forward with the technology. But that technology is actually enabling us to kind of go back to those first principles of what the thing was originally supposed to be. I think that's happening and going to happen in education in finances, um, and perhaps in some other areas as well.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that it also kind of brings us back to a model where people could move around the globe without necessarily having to be surveilled. Uh, I, I feel like people forgot that before World War II, the globe, a lot more, our borders were a lot more fluid um, and people mm-hmm. could kind of move around. They didn't need necessarily a passport and this kind of like surveillance. And I'm hoping that it's the dream of the so- the sovereign individual is that, you know, Zuby will be able to be like, hey, I'm going to go to this place because this place offers me these benefits that matter for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't necessarily have to be stuck in the UK or in whatever jurisdiction you happen to be born in. Yeah, well, I'm getting out of here soon. <laughs> So zuby, this has been an awesome conversation. I guess on that note of you know getting out of the u k like w- you know what what's next for you on your pursuit to be a sovereign individual in this day and age?
1: Wow, man. um well, first of all, I'm going to pat myself on the back for achieving a lot of the things that I've been trying to achieve for the past decade plus um you know I've now been self employed for almost ten years and in the past couple of years, I've gotten myself to a position where I'm location independent. So I don't need to be a big goal for a long time has been, or I don't want to be tied to any city or country and totally rely on that for my my income and everything like that. So I've, I've reached that goal now. So as we record this, I'm in the UK right now, but I don't, have to be right i I could be doing this from anywhere i can do the vast majority of what i do from anywhere with an internet connection so i'm going to be exploring that a lot more and physically traveling a lot more you know geographically and just going around the world a lot more um i've got my new album which is coming out so it's sort of half out right now it's available at my website teamzoobie.com exclusively but in August, it'll go out on the wider digital platforms like iTunes, Spotify, et cetera um, I'm gonna have man uh, more live events, more loads, more podcasts and interviews, more books, more tours like I already do everything that I want to do man like i'm I'm blessed and I've worked hard to get to where I am, so I already am much more of a sovereign individual, shall I say than than the average person because. Before I had ever even heard that specific term, I was—I've been working on that since my early twenties to get to a point where, you know, I left the corporate world at 23 and did not. I was like, I'm gone. Like this isn't a short-term decision. Like I don't want to spend my life doing this. Like I—I I worked that out very early. I didn't even, and I was just like, no, I'm gonna go and I'm too creative for this. I'm too entrepreneurial. I'm gonna go do my own thing. So I'm doing that already. I'm gonna keep doing it, and I want to help and inspire and encourage other people not to necessarily do the same thing that I do, but to tilt more in that direction, right? Everybody has ideas, everybody does have creativity. Not everybody's an entrepreneur per se, but everyone does have some entrepreneur entrepreneurship spirit in them. Um, Most people can be more free can have better control of their minds, their finances, their bodies, um, all of that. So their, their brains, like they're thinking, you know, you don't need to be locked into this matrix. of You know, there's one opinion on everything, right? Like, I want to free people's minds. It's why it's why I love Twitter. It's why I love podcasts. It's why I like these conversations, because I, I you know I'm not big on telling people. I'm not telling people I'm big on telling people what to think. I'm big on telling people to think. <laughs> right, like, I'm not here trying to lecture everybody like you must believe you know, ex- this is what I believe. So you have to go. Ex- I've, I'm just like, yo, like, just just think like, don't just don't just sit there in front of a television like a vegetable and take everything at total face value and not question anything. And you know, oh, you see five people running off a cliff. So you just decide to run off this like no, like, think, work out what makes sense. Question things, challenge things, have conversations don't be so afraid of being canceled or this or that, that you literally are a hostage and you can't do anything. You can't say anything. Like you're supposed to be a free person. You know, we're, we're, we're free people. We're not slaves.
0: So, well, let's yeah, and not, not to, in, not to interrupt you. And I think, you know, mm. you're right. And, and this is why, again, like I pushed the incentives. It's like, you had to put yourself in a position to do that. And that took up work. It didn't come out of nowhere mm-hmm. that you made yourself uncancelable and anti-fragile. That you have a platform, yes. uh, a diversified platform across things like it's very strategic m- and monotonous and consistent work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and most people just aren't in that position. So, like, yeah, you want them to think, you want them to be independent, you want them to break out of this fiat wage slave mentality, but uh, it's yeah, hard. to some, right? to need some to some degree,
1: man. Like to some <laughs> degree, like I, you know, I have no delusion that everyone is gonna, you know, everyone's wired differently, man. And most people are not entrepreneurs. So I don't expect I'm not here like everyone needs to quit their job and just go off and make money on the internet, right? I'm like, you know, that's not, that's not feasible. But I want people to see, okay, maybe, you know, even if it's someone who's, you know, someone working a nine to five corporate job or whatever, right? Even if it's just them, I don't know, making an extra $5,000 a year by, you know, promoting something online, or like, doing this a little bit more. I mean, dude, the amount of DMs and emails I get from people who work in all sort of sectors from, you know, average Joes to like ultra celebrities who are messaging me who are just like, yo, like, I love the fact that you talk on this or you speak out on this. Like, I, I agree with you, but like, I'm worried about this or I'm scared of that. Like, everybody's just living in fear, 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 fear. And I'm like, man, just be a little bit more a little bit more bold, a little bit more confident. It doesn't mean you have to drop every, doesn't mean you have to share every single thought that crosses your mind or you need to be like, you know, super controversial or this or that. It's just like, look, if everyone just takes, you know, if everyone just takes a little step in any direction, the world does shift, right? We've seen this many, we've seen this many times. We've seen it over the past year and a half, right? We quickly things can shift, right? People take a step in that one direction and all of a sudden, whoosh, like it, we've got a, a real big change because millions and millions of people have done it. So yep. we can do that in a, in a more freedom oriented direction. You know, even we, okay, if we go back, go back to Bitcoin, right? I'm not saying, hey, everyone go out and buy, you know, buy a whole Bitcoin, right? But what if everyone, what if everyone just bought like a little bit, right? If everyone just, just bought a little bit. So everyone now is at least slightly, very, very slightly invested in this idea and owns a little bit of decentralized money, right? Like just that, just that little drip on mess, uh, could be a, a very, a very significant shift. And that's actually what happens with Bitcoin, right? It's like it's it's a whole bunch of people, you know. Oh, people come across this thing, and then most people who buy Bitcoin don't own a whole one, right? Most people just get like a little a little fraction, but that 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 takes them down this rabbit hole, and then suddenly they're listening to this podcast, and they're reading the Bitcoin Standard, and they're reading these other, and they're like, "Oh, oh, so that's how money works. Oh, actually, mm, this is deep, right?" And, and and that's the that that's that little rabbit hole everybody goes down. You know, anyone who's in the Bitcoin world knows that there's a rabbit hole that they've been down, and you don't just stay at the surface. You tend to see one thing or have a conversation, and then you're like, "Okay, let me look into this more. Okay, oh, let me read that book." Uh, let me listen to that podcast and then you're like hmm and then an event like has over the past year happens and then you're like hmm okay right so governments do that interesting right and then you've seen oh how many trillions has the u.s government printed over the past year oh boy what's that going to do for inflation um and so again it's it's taking stuff out of the academic and into the real world where you're where you're now seeing like we can read stories about inflation in the past but again you know if you live in the west and you're young you've never lived through an econo- like a proper economic depression or like hyperinflation. was like, you know, you can talk to older people and they'll be like, oh my gosh, like it was like this, you know? Um, but fortunately, we've been so lucky that we haven't seen it. But you can at least see, you know, you can see how it happens and you can also see how it can be avoided and you see how, okay, maybe it makes, maybe I shouldn't keep all, I should, maybe I should put 100% of my money just in the bank, right? Maybe I should buy a little bit of Bitcoin. Maybe I should like, Uh, you know, buy a little bit of gold even, or I should do this or I should do that. So I think anything that tilts people just a tiny bit in that direction, even if it's a fraction of a percent, then I think on a large scale, it makes a big difference down the line.
0: Totally. Totally. And, and I think we, you know, we agree. And that that's personally why I'm a, I'm a Bitcoin advocate because it's mm-hmm. something that people can do. Um, I also think it, it makes people more anti-fragile, right? Like you are yes. a shining example of a beacon of anti-fragility <laughs> in this like in this fiat world, right? And you're about to become more anti-fragile when you like, le- you know, diversify your your geography. And there's like mm-hmm. techniques to do that in a very, you know, strong way, getting other citizenship, stuff like that. Um, but Bitcoin is something easy, you know, just stack sats, right? Buy a little bit of Mm -hmm. Bitcoin. It's something that anyone can do to free themselves a little bit and make themselves a little bit less cancelable. Uh, So I think that in a a big enough scale, it does make a a huge difference. Uh, Zuby, it was really great to have you on the show. Uh, We went down a lot of rabbit holes on this one, and uh, I think you'll be excited to know that part of my Bitcoin rabbit hole was discovering Zuby music. So uh, (laughs) Bitcoin is how I discovered you. Uh, oh, and really? I hope awesome. that this podcast helps a lot of other uh, Bitcoiners discover, uh, you know, your thoughts and uh, the content that you're putting out and, you know, continue thinking. Because I feel like a lot of Bitcoiners are on the front lines of critical thought uh, and exploring, uh, you know, new potential, new opportunities.
1: I know, Tom. I really, really appreciate it, man. Great conversation.
0: Doobie, I think you plugged your website already, but, you know, just go through the standard. What can people find uh, more uh, about you?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So ZubyMusic.com, you can check out my music, podcast, merchandise, links to everything there. And if you want to follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, all of them at ZubyMusic. That is Z-U-B-Y music. Follow me.
0: All right, man. Well, thanks again for coming on. To all the podcasts, our Bitcoiners out there, you can follow me at CK underscore Snarks. You can follow the podcast at Bitcoin Magazine. Give us those five star reviews. You know what to do. Peace. A quick reminder that all of the content in this episode is for informational and entertainment purposes only. You should not construe the information as legal, tax, investment, financial, or any other advice. Nothing contained in this presentation constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, or offer by BTC Media, the Let's Talk Bitcoin Podcast Network, or any third-party service provider to buy or sell securities or any other financial instruments. Do your own research.